0: The strive 2-week online bootcamp will help you to detox your mind, body and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, s t r i v e d e t o x.com and get your mind, body and money right.
1: Jeff, are you ready? I am absolutely ready. I Bring it on. It.
0: I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money, Savage, Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Jeff Spencer is an Olympian. He is an artist. He has his master's in sports science. He's an author, a doctor, and he is a coach. I'm excited to have you on. Jeff, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and
1: why you do what you do. Well, uh, personal life, the most important achievement ever was the adoption of our daughter, 10 years ago, at the age of 10, from uh, the gritty streets and social jungle of Colombia. And uh, it's probably been the most important uh, learning experience of my life, uh, to be sure, and the most gratifying. And to also say that, uh, you know, raising my daughter, uh, becoming an Olympian was a lot easier than facing the challenges of uh, raising my daughter from a, a life of uh, intense uh, cruelty that I would never wish on anybody and I will say that if you think what you say and what you do and how you show up doesn't matter, adopt a kid. <laughs> That's what I would say, you know, on the professional side. Uh, my whole process is, first off, is that, you know, winning big is not an accident. It's really the deliberate outcome of very deliberate actions that are consistently applied and we have a lot more control over the process than we uh, think that we do. And uh, when we learn the art and the skill of goal achievement, then we can create uh, a life of value and also a life of uh, immense contribution.
0: Well, amen to that. Winning big is not an accident and we have not. more control than we think.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Why do you think, do, do you think that people don't grasp that or do they understand it and, and, and choose to, to not embrace it?
1: I think it's really human nature and the mythology of goal achievement, you know, kind of the way that it traditionally goes is that you select a big, hairy, goal, you, you, you choose a moonshot, you want to lasso an asteroid, mine it for trillions of dollars of uh, resources, and then all of a sudden everything backfills, and that's how you get to where you want to go. And, and history tells us that, that that is really not true. It's about being properly prepared. and. Uh, knowing what the steps are to be able to go from inception to to goal creation, and I feel that the mythology is actually uh, discourage more people than it's helped because uh, the experts must be right, and I feel like following a lot of the expert advice can't take us to where we want to go. And people would naturally think, well, I'm the problem since the expert knows. And I just feel that you know the cheerleading session that doesn't follow some well. Acknowledged historical evidence of what it takes to achieve your goals consistently, predictably, predictably, and repeatedly. It can't take you to where you want to go if you don't have the process and the skills to be able to make it happen. Got it. Yeah.
0: So, like anything else, if if it's, and I I apologize. Were 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 you a cyclist in the Olympics? I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you probably understood or were coached the, the, the proper mechanics for actually getting on the bike and using it properly and then the diet and the exercise. So you knew the steps and then you followed them and you worked really hard and all these events led you to actually compete in the Olympics. And you're saying that if you have the proper steps in place or understand the process of goal setting, you can probably apply that to anything.
1: Well, I, I think that that's correct, but just to sort of amend something that you said there is a goal setting perhaps is the easiest part of it because goal setting and goal execution are not the same thing and you know in my model the first thing is that when you're talking about setting a goal you must make sure that you have the right goal there's lots of smart goals out there that doesn't mean that they're the right goal so i've actually created a process by which a person can look at any type of goal that they're considering pursuing and running it through this methodology to confirm that it is the right goal to achieve. And then once that has happened, then to go through the process of creating the readiness to start pursuing the goal and then the process of executing what has to go right to achieve the goal in the least time or least effort. Got it. Okay. So what's an example of,
0: of a, a wrong goal that, that, that you've seen people struggling with or,
1: or set? I think sometimes people start with way too big of a goal. Like I talked with the guy recently, you know, that I met at an event and he said, well, I want to influence a billion people. And I said, well, how are you going to do that? So I haven't figured that out yet. So again, way too big, way too soon. It doesn't mean that you can't get there, but I feel like it needs to be pruned back to a level that allows a person to learn the art of goal achievement first and then it could be applied to ascending levels of complexity where ultimately you you can uh, Influence a billion people, but I, I feel learning the skill first is is the most important place to start
0: got it You know, I I, I see um, Across social media and whatever people talking a lot about 10 xing things and Just based on what you said. It seems like that might be well. It seems like a good idea probably a bad idea because it's too big
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's part of the mythology because everybody kind of when they're new to the game, they want to fit in. So whatever people say that they should be doing, they try to emulate that to remain a member of the club, so to speak. But I feel that if you it's like golfing, if you learn a bad stroke first, it's really hard to unravel it. And I think it's the same thing with goal achievement, that if you learn the process incorrectly, then you set yourself up for perhaps regrettably a lifetime frustration because you, you can't get to a place that you don't have the skill or the roadmap to use to get there. It's just not possible.
0: Got it. Okay. So how how does
1: one start? Well, the first thing is, is to look at the champion's golden rule. And, you know, the champion's golden rule is you do the homework and the test is easy, meaning that you have to be, in my opinion, properly prepared to able to then start pursuing the goal correctly so yeah, the best chance of executing and the place that it really starts is making sure that you're properly prepared and there's several things that have to get done there that each have outcomes that in my experience history tells me that have to be there first you have to have goal clarity make sure you've got the right goal because if you do then it gives you goal focus the ability to stay with the task and complete it Um, I think it's important that we understand why we're doing what we're doing because that gives us drive. And we haven't even started pursuing the goal yet, but I think we need to consider that in advance. Uh, an, another one is, let's take a look at what the impact of our goal is before we start, just to make sure that that's what we want it to be. And, and when we see the effects of an achieved goal, that it gives us a level of purpose and a resilience to stay in the game to achieve the goal. And then, of course, there is the concept of mindset. But you know, in my view, uh, mindset is not just positive thinking and affirmations and gratitude journals, but it's you know, do you really have the ability to face the stuff of life as it services as it services moment by moment, to be able to proceed ahead despite what your fear-based survival instincts may be telling you? You know, that's what I mean by the champion's mindset, which is essential because when we have that then we do have the courage to press on where other people might uh, regrettably prematurely give up. And probably one of the most neglected uh, aspects of preparation is that people don't do a thorough enough inventory of their time and their uh, effort and their energy and their materials and their knowledge and their skills and their plan to confirm that they at least have enough resources on board to responsibly start pursuing the goal. So that's really where it all starts. And once you're Prepared to start, then you can start. And then once you start, then do you have the ability to anticipate the challenges that you're going to face and interpret them correctly? Because a lot of people, you know, they don't realize that motivation is supposed to drop. And if motivation's you know drops, they think it's a sign that it's either a bad plan or I can't do it. But you know, once the honeymoon phase of pursuing a new goal is over, then you're naturally going to feel a little bit less motivated than you originally were. But that's supposed to happen. It's actually a sign of progress or you get people that start to run into some difficult uh, uh, challenges. And, you know, to me, the daily grind is where uh, we're not making the progress that we think we should against the time and effort that we're putting into it. And that's really where we're building critical mass. And, And if you're not willing to engage the daily grind and see it as a natural component of what it takes to create any goal of significance, then this is where people I see all the time quit prematurely because they've misinterpreted difficulty as something wrong, not like I'm building critical mass. And again, you know people they also don't know how to finish. There's a lot of people that can start well but they can't finish. There are some people that can't start that can finish well. So I think there's a lot of areas that if we understand what it is that it really takes to get there in advance so that we're prepared for the process as it is, then we don't misinterpret things and I, I see people doing this all the time.
0: So this idea that that when when you encounter difficulty, it's not necessarily a sign that you're doing something wrong. It it, right. it it equates to critical mass. Can you tell me a little bit more about what critical mass is?
1: Yeah, sure. So if we look at the idea, you know, your plan is just a plan until your plan meets reality. We don't know how well founded the plan actually was or our preparation was. So, you know, in any high aspirational goal, you'll get to a place where you should anticipate as you're adjusting and as you're acquiring what I call critical mass, you're developing the specific skills, both as a person and uh, as uh, an executor of the plan itself, you're you're developing the skill to specifically do those things specific to the goal that you're actually pursuing. And um, in many instances, it's really, it's not generalized. It's very specific. And the only way we can and fine tune us to be able to step into that role is by facing the reality of what has to go right and learn that skill and process to have the ability to be able to make that happen. And that's what I mean by critical mass where now you have amassed the ability and the capability to do what's necessary to achieve the goal.
0: Okay. Got it. So clarity, focus, making sure that you understand what the impact is going to be.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: Um, like, so, so you're talking to this person and he or she says, I want to, to impact or reach a billion people. Uh So
1: how, how could that be better shaped? Well, I I think unless there's a process that allows you to get there, then it's just the concept swimming around in your head and it's like a declaration, Hmm. but it doesn't mean that you're going to get there, you know, and it doesn't mean it's the wrong thing. It just means that to look at, what the infrastructure has to be to to get there is where the action steps are created and uh, completed that can actually get you to that point where that billion uh, people interface actually manifests itself. Got it. Okay. It just has to be just held in a more, I think a lot of people don't know what's really required to do things like that. So if we have an idea, then we can be more gentle on ourselves, and our own expectations of of, of ourselves. Because I think a lot of people they expect too much of themselves way too soon. Cause that is kind of part of the conversation. You know, like everybody's got, you know, scaling mania on the brain. And sometimes scaling too fast puts you in a situation that you're not ready for. Had you taken a little bit more time, you could easily scale, but you know, you were in a rush to do it. So then you think the problem's you. Well, it's just it's not you. It's just that it was just a little bit too fast. That's all.
0: Got it. So we need to be more patient with ourselves and have an understanding that, yes, this is important work that I'm doing and it's not going quite as fast as I want, but as long as I'm doing the things that I know that I should be doing on a consistent basis, I am building that critical mass. That's exactly
1: right. That's why I think that it's really important to have an observer or a participant that helps us clarify what we're experiencing in the process so we don't misinterpret it. You know, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a a paid coach or whatever, I just feel like we need somebody that uh, is a little bit ahead of us that can confirm to us what we're experiencing as being either correctly experiencing it and interpreting it or needing to adjust to that which it really needs to be to give ourselves the best chance of uh, achieving that goal. Yeah, no, I appreciate that very much. And. On, 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 on your website, you, you
0: talk about this idea of a corner man, and that's that's what we're talking about, right? So tell us about uh, uh, what you mean by that.
1: Yeah, There's like three types of advisors as I see it. You have a coach that can help you in a narrow area, like I'll show you how to do a better you know, conversion strategy or a better opt-in strategy. That's a specific thing that has to go right in the process, but that's not everything. There's a lot more to it than just that. And then you have uh, – a mentor that maybe has a little bit more bandwidth that can help you in a singular area like let's say i have a business mentor or i have a financial mentor a health mentor Uh, it's similar in the sense that they know part of your life experience in in your universe but the part that they don't know about they're not really necessarily fully taking into consideration when they're providing recommendations so the recommendations may have limited effect because the totality the person taken as a person with a personal and a professional life is not really considered. So you have this older person that's generally at least 60 years old, that's helped people in many areas become very successful and they've been very successful in many areas and they've gone through a complete cycle of life and they kind of know all the things that will be coming and they know how to advise the person, all things considered. Uh, for example, if you make a great business decision that hurts you personally, in a very difficult way, well, maybe it's not such a good idea uh, or vice versa. You know, you do a a personal choice that doesn't help your professional life. That doesn't have to be that that's a preventable uh, cause uh, of a problem as well. I feel like if you have like just, just in the movie, Rocky, you know, Rocky had Mickey, the older guy in his corner and, you know, Mickey was pointing out in real time to Rocky what he had to do, just those essential things to stay in the game, become the perennial world champion. And I feel like, you know, the cornerman that's kind of like Mickey that's seen it all, that in real time can tell you what the terrain is and what actions to take are. It's not like you're going back to school and learning it. It's in real time you're being fed the, the actions that have to go right to move things forward. Then you're able to economize on your time and you have more confidence in your abilities and you believe and know that you can actually achieve a goal. So that that's why I feel like a corner man is essential. It, it's for sure the most difficult advisor to find because of the, the requirements of it. But still, I, I think that that's the glue that needs to be at 100,000 feet kind of looking down on a person's universe to see how all the parts are tying in. Yeah, I think that that certainly makes sense. And so how, how do you think that, that, that
0: people should go about? Is it, it needs to be a personality fit, but also expertise. So that can't be an easy process of finding the right one.
1: Yeah, it's really not. I think, you know, number one, it, it, does this person have an expertise in the area that you are interested in? And then the next question to ask would be, uh, what is their style of engagement? Do they consider your personal life as well as your professional life? If so, then then that would pique my interest more. And I would encourage a person to invest further and then it would be to make sure that you have a, a personal experience with the individual through some sort of you know, virtual platform or maybe face-to-face where you're getting a chance to really look at what their model is and, and how it is that they support, make decisions and uh, encourage to move forward and make sure that there's a, a nice mind, body and soul resonance like with the individual. And the individual, in, in my opinion, Uh, should not be a taskmaster they should be a really good listener that can provide good insight that when their recommendations are given that you have kind of a mind body and soul resonance with and you have a high level of trust and they're able to explain to you why they're making the recommendations in a way that makes sense to you and so those are the key elements that i think that a person uh, should look for
0: i love it makes sense
1: and also also a little bit bit older too i want to say that because i i think that you know you have to be 55 or 60 you gotta have a lot of scar tissue so I mean seriously you know it's like I don't trust anybody that doesn't have a lamp or you know a disc <laughs> or something. You know, I just don't trust them they're just too pretty you know so <laughs> that's, that's sort of another empirical criteria I'd suggest I love it <laughs> well Jeff Savage
0: Nation is ready for your difference-making tip what do you have for them
1: well I, I would say that the difference in my opinion the most important thing anybody could do is to decide how you're going to show up each day and who is the person you're going to be for everybody else. And the reason why I say that is that, um, you know, my daughter was exposed to every conceivable, horrific trespass, a violation imaginable. And she didn't ask for that. People that weren't in control of their lives imposed that on her. And she has scars that she may never recover from, and she didn't ask for that. And that's why I say that, again, that if we think what we do and what we say doesn't matter, both good and bad, you can see the ill effects of that, but also the good side of it. Because in today's world, you know, my opinion, we need beacons of hope and sanity and courage that can be an advocate for others. And that really starts by showing up and deciding in advance what sort of a person you're going to be are you going to be an encouragement to others are you going to come from your highest place are you going to identify with that and kind of put you know your own self interest in terms of your moods and stuff aside you know i say yes because you know the real us is that person that comes from the highest place it's important for other people to experience that to give them trust in humanity and it's part of you know how we transform ourselves into that person as well you know, people may say, "Well, that's not the real me." I say it, it is the real you. The not you is the temperamental one that throws the diva tantrum whenever you want, and is abrasion, and is abrasive. You know, and so I, I feel like that's the most important thing a person can do uh, each and every day, and they need to make a commitment to that. And in 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 that, you're going to attract and gravitate people into your life. Those people that resonate. With that. So it's better for you and it's better for those that will appreciate with gratitude you know, what it is that you have to share and extend to them. Wank,
0: well, that is great stuff. That
1: definitely gets Come on. Come on. Okay, there Jeff. you go.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you?
1: Yeah, actually, two ways. Uh, my uh, uh, website, of course, is www.drjeffspencer.com. Just send me an email, Jeff, at drjeffspencer.com. Let me know what you're up to, how I might be able to uh, support you, and also on Facebook, Dr. Jeff Spencer. One, I generally do uh, a live um, Facebook Live, you know, a couple times a week, where I kind of share what history has told me that's required to live a life of passion, purpose, and productivity, and also prosperity. Um, i very much it. I'd love to hear what people have to say, and if I could just say one last thing, George is that. Uh, there's only one of every one of us in all of creation. And you think about that. And each of us has got a unique ability to influence and contribute in our own way. And just be, be mindful that when we trust in our uniqueness and we cultivate the skills that allow us to come from that place, that's where we live the most uh, vital life possible. And that's where we provide others with the best that we have to give uh, humanity. Perfect. I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this
0: as much as I did, show Jeff your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to drjeffspencer, drjeffspencer drjeffspencer.com. Reach out to him via email, find him on Facebook, check out the Facebook Lives. Thank you again, Jeff.
1: Thank you, George. Outward and upward. Be well.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.